Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over and start using it now. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, so now we're gonna talk about multiple streams of income, yeah, right? Man, so, that is, a, I mean, I get that question. I'm, I'm sure you get a bunch. I get that, especially in the education field. Teachers every day, it's like, yo, I need to make more money. I don't, I, how am I gonna do this? What do I do? How are you doing it? I'm like, we got something for you. Really, we got yeah, you. Nah, multiple streams of income is no longer a, a option. It's a must. It's, it's a necessity. It it's a necessity. Absolute must. Yeah. In this world that we live in, so um, we're going. If you're a member of EYL University, shout out to all of our EYL All University the earners out there. Students that's enrolled. EYL University is the dopest platform right now online. It's crazy. We did a whole course. We did an hour course on yeah. multiple streams of income that's actually out right now. So what we're going to do is try to condense this to like 15 minutes. But if you want the like full hour version, right. um, you can just check out earnyourleisure.com. We also have a course on there about how to create a podcast. Great. With details, product placement, all that. Yeah, yeah it's dope. It's dope. So yeah, we... we yeah, this will be like the abbreviated version yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of, and if you want the full version, you can just check out EYL University for sure. But so, right, when it comes down to like having multiple streams of income, right, I think it's it's important to to first understand. And shout out to Derek Falcon, another one of our legendary episodes that you don't. A lot of times, people are under the misconception that you need like five, seven different things. Because they mm -hmm. say the average millionaire has anywhere between five to seven streams five of income. Seven, yeah, yeah. Uh, so a lot of times people look at that and it becomes like overwhelming because it's like, how <laughs> we're so trained. The average person is just trained to work a job to get money. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, okay, I got to work seven jobs. Or, or I got to yeah. like create seven totally different businesses. So I got to yeah. do like construction, plumbing, um, real estate. I got to be a stock market investor. I got to do all <laughs> these different things. It's and it's impossible. like, who has enough time, right? But yeah. 
one thing I really liked about um, what Derek said and it really resonated with us is that you don't need multiple avenues to create multiple streams of income. You just need one lane that you do really well, yeah. and you can create multiple streams of income yeah. off of that one lane. Yeah, it's like what we said, like we gotta build a foundation. If you think in, a, in the sense of a tree, the tree is gonna be the foundation of what you're gonna do, right? So like from that, you're just gonna start building branches from it. Yeah, so, all right, so yeah, so we're not even gonna give you a case study or theory, we're gonna give you the real deal as this far is ours. as earning your leisure. Yeah, yeah this is easy, this is this, ours. This is just ours, I mean, our, this is ours platform and blueprint, but, I mean, you know, everybody's blueprint is going to be different, but yeah. we could just, we could speak best about what we personally know, right? Yeah. So, and, and, right. and they've been here to see it. So, like, y'all been here watching it. Y'all seen it from January to now. We're just going to give you really in detail, like, how this works. Yeah, for sure. So, the thing with Earn Your Leisure is that, all right, so, Earn Your Leisure started in January of 2019, mm -hmm. and um, it was a podcast, yeah. right? And it was, you know, we started, the Instagram page was the first thing we did, um, and we launched Instagram and we turned into like a daily um, discussion board pretty much of like different financial topics. We post different things on Instagram and people give their feedback on it and we do different write-ups mm -hmm. and it's like a whole, you know, financial board discussion on right. different, all different areas of, of finance, right? So, but that was all done in relationship to build the podcast, right? So we created a podcast, yeah. right? Well, we didn't know anything about it. That's another good thing <laughs> about this too is that we, we didn't know. We, we, we're not even on our year yet. We're like- We're still learning. Yeah. We just had a phone call and we're like, yo, we're learning still. Yeah, 11, <laughs> 11 months in, we're still learning. Yeah. So um, the thing with Earn Your Leash is that, okay. So it started as just a podcast and we had to figure out how can you monetize a podcast? Because there's no blueprint on how to do it. Yeah. You just kind of figure out how you go, right? So, but now- we have a few different streams from Earn Your Leisure. Like I think we're gonna talk about like five, six different streams that we have from yeah. Earn Your Leisure, income streams from Earn Your Leisure right now, right? So, all right. So as the podcast grew, the first the first thing that we we started to monetize was audio. Yeah. Right? So if you listen Pretty to this, quickly. you know that, you know, we give Spotify, Anchor, from time to time, other uh, yeah. brands, you know, it's part of the episode, right? Yeah. So those are ads that we do. And we're not doing it for charity, obviously. <laughs> like we yeah. get we get compensated for that, right? Yeah. So how you get compensated in in the um, podcast world is what's called CPM. Yep. Right. So CPM is like per thousand plays, mm -hmm. what you get. So if you get standard, the good thing with podcasts is that it's usually like standard. It's like twenty five dollars, twenty on like twenty to twenty five. Right. It's like usually standard, right? Yeah. Industry standard. And 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 when the platform we used was was Anchor, obviously, if you listen to this, we, we did it on Anchor, um, and we didn't have to go find them. They they provided us with the ads based on the audience listening. So they they saw that there was a thousand people listening to the first episodes. They sent us one ad. They see there's four thousand people, then they sent us two ads. Um, so the more people we had engaged and listening, the more ads they sent to us. And you know it, so like you had, <laughs> you gotta go back and listen to the original ads. Some of the, the original ones are funny, man. <laughs> man, now the crazy thing is at first, I didn't even wanna take the ad, cause I'm like, when I saw it was $20 CPM per thousand. thousand yeah. That's how it works, every thousand. So when we first started, we was averaging like 2,000 a week, or something like that. So I'm like, why are we even doing this for $40? And then I read something like, just do it because it builds up over the course of time. Perpetuity. And it does. Yeah. Um, I can tell you it does. And the crazy thing about it is that now with like Anchor, like it's the dynamic ads, right? Mm -hmm. So what happens is that now every time somebody listens to a podcast, we get paid. Mm -hmm. So you can go back and listen to episode one 
And as long as there's an ad in, placed in it, we're going to get paid for that. Yeah. So that's pretty cool because it's like now as our, as our um, audience grows, right, we our revenue grows as well. Right. So we get paid. So that's one way how we get paid, right? Um, and then, so that was the first way how we started to monetize the podcast. And then, you know, from that, we figured, okay, now we have an audience, um, but we always love fashion and we always, you know, it was like, okay, what's the next thing yeah. that we should do? And actually to promote the podcast as well. Yeah. And we came up with a couple of different slogans. With it was the, crazy. The, the, slogan, <laughs> the slogan that really stuck and became our signature was assets over liability. Yeah, we had, if... I remember sitting down, we wrote down like, you said, let's come up with 10, I'm gonna come up with 10. And we put them out and it was like, all right, uh, well, let's use these three. And we had three, so if you had the day one people, you know when you went to the site, there was a bunch of different shirts. And as we went, moved on, we realized like, that's not really gonna move. We stuck with three. And yeah. the most popular is assets, assets over liabilities. Um, so, and that just became our trademark. Yeah. We tried a couple of different things, but that became our trademark. And um, so the thing about merch, everybody sells merch. It's popular. It's like the first thing you want to do, right? Yeah. Um, but merch can be a kind of a tricky thing. So how we use what we use is Printful. Yeah. Right. So Printful is a is a company that allows you to not hold any inventory. Yeah. It's on demand. So like you order it, it's it, they make it. It's pretty much like what we said in the, in the last segment. They make it. Um, they distribute it. And all we do is create the file, which is the assets over our liabilities, which is ours. They print it up and they send it out to you. Yeah, so it's an interesting business model. It's pros and cons with everything because they take a percentage, a pretty hefty percentage. Pretty actually. hefty one, yeah. We're working on that. So, I mean, we probably could make a lot more money if we just did it ourselves. Mm -hmm. But the thing about it is a lot more work yeah. and it's a lot more capital. It doesn't cost us anything. Right. That's the good thing about print falls that doesn't cost anything. Right, we don't it's, have to buy sweatshirts. We don't have to buy t-shirts. Like $100 a month, I think, just to actually run the site. Yeah. But other than that, there's no, there's no money, there's no overhead. So as somebody buys the shirt, they print it, they ship it. It's a whole, it's a whole. It's really easy. Like put. literally, like we created our own store on Shopify. It goes on Printful, and we put our designs up there. And people just when they order, I remember we got our first order. I was like, oh wow, this is great. And then no, it's a dope it system. Ship. It's it a just ships yeah, you. We don't have to store anything. It, that's another thing too, especially when it comes to business. A lot of times it's like, and this, this is this. There's not really no right or wrong answer on this, but especially if you're doing a lot of different things, sometimes it's better to take less money to free your time up, mm -hmm. right? Because it's like, like I said, we could do it ourselves, but that's a lot more time. Like we actually have to find somebody to actually make it for us. Print and press and all We that. have to hold a bundle of different merch. We have to ship it. We have to track it. We have to, you know, do all of those things. It's not, it's, it's, and especially as more people start to order shirts, yeah. it, it becomes- It's been too much. It's difficult. Yeah. So with Printful, they kind of do all of that for us. Like I said, they take their percentage for doing all of that stuff, but we still get compensated. Yeah. Um. So that was a, that was another revenue. That was like the second revenue stream yeah. that we did. Right? I did. And then the next one was um our private pay program, and that was kind of just happened in a comment. Somebody was like, "Hey, are you guys on Patreon?" And at the time, I remember te I text you. I'm like, "Yo, what is Patreon?" And then we did the resource chart, and it was like, "Oh, this could be a way that we could give bonus content. We can put out." Uh, different variety of things and features for our audience, and so like that became another source of income. So we created five different tiers. Yeah, Patreon. Patreon is a whole vibe. And you, yeah. you actually, you told me about Patreon. I didn't even know what Patreon was. Somebody yeah. commented. Somebody on commented. It. He was like, "Yo, what you do with Patreon?" I'm like, "What is Patreon?" And Patreon is a is a whole, is a platform for creatives, uh, for people to support on a financial level, right? Yeah. 
And the cool thing with Patreon is that it's a real community where like Patreon, you get, you can add different tiers to it. Yeah. So like we have different tiers to our Patreon and um, like depending on what tier you're in, like you get ad free episodes, you get episodes before um, the podcast mm-hmm. drops, you get FaceTime yeah. conversations with us. Yeah. Those um, are always fun. <laughs> yeah. The FaceTime conversations is lit. Yeah, so we, you get, we, you we, get direct conversations with us. Yeah. You get, um, you get discounts on the merch. Yep. You get um, yep. access to EYL University. Yeah, that's new. So like that was one of the things. And we sent a message out. It was like, yo, we got something coming. We got something coming. And we were building it. So like now it's like, now they get to see what we have building. Everybody that's in a tier four or five, they get to have access to EYL University. So that makes it even dope. Like, yeah, and this 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 is the whole because the whole thing with the business show is that you want to just create different ideas because you might not be able to copy every single thing, but you want to just spark your brain. So for me, I'm always big on cross promoting, right? So I'm like, okay, look, if we got Patreon, right, and 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 you also have to add value, like all these different. I want to stress that too. Never do anything just to make money, right? Right. You gotta have like real value, like. The merch is something that we truly believe in. Like we really believe in the merch, and I think the reason why assets and li- over liabilities has taken off because it's a dope slogan and it, it's really powerful. Yeah. In like three words, it really means a lot. Like it's assets over liabilities. Like you know what I'm saying? So it's like that's the goal. If you're gonna spend money to wear merch, like you might as well wear something that you yeah. like and it's stylish. That. Yeah, that's and like it's, it's dope. Like that was that was so, our thing. It was like yo, if we're gonna create something that people are gonna wear, it might have it should have a message on it, and it should be a message that resonates with our community and all communities really. Yeah, so like that's what the intent was when we did the merch. We wanted like let's make money. We're not a clothing brand, but we want to have a message every time we go outside. Yeah. we know people are watching. Exactly, and also with the Patreon too, it's like. We don't want to just set up Patreon as a way for people just to support the podcast. That's like charity and event. Yeah. We want to actually give them value as well, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's why we had the phone conversations. That's yeah. why we added free access to EYL University. That's why we access discounts on the merch. But now with the Patreon, you get discount on the merch, but it leads back to the merch. Right. Which is like <laughs> cross promoting, right? Yeah, exactly. So and everything always leads back to the podcast. Yeah. The podcast is the mothership, which is free, but that's the cool thing about it too, where the podcast is free, but from something that is free, we're able to create multiple different income streams yeah. where we can actually profit. So yeah. that's another thing too. A lot of times people think like, just because you're not actually getting paid for something right away or something doesn't look like you can actually make money from it, you gotta look deeper. It's not just like, that's a fact. hey, you gotta go A, B, C, D, E, F. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like to say, okay, the podcast, we could, the, the podcast is really just to, to get us out there mm-hmm. as far as on our revenue. Of course, the podcast is to educate. That's the most important. But as far as our revenue stream, we now we can monetize the podcast even though people don't pay for the podcast right. because of ads. But even if we had no ads at all, we could still monetize off of the podcast because of the visibility and it allows us to do other things. Yeah. And we it's not like we had to create seven different things. We still have the mothership, the tree, which is the podcast and all these branches coming off of it. And that's true what you said. We not do, we didn't do it for money, right? So like when we had Patreon, we had like two members the first month, right? Next month we had seven. Like we just kept grinding, like kept putting out the content, kept putting out value, making those phone calls. Now we're up to like a, over a hundred fifteen or something like that. And it was like just being consistent and spreading the word and giving the value. Like I think that was Max, right? He was like, "Yo, just give it away. Give it away. Just give it no, away. You gotta give it, give away. it away. Give it away." And then people are, well, they want to pay for it. They feel right. guilty not to. And that's why, like I said, proud to pay. With Nipsey, when he had his um hundred dollar mixtape, yep. it wasn't so much of just him selling a mixtape for a hundred dollars. It was a whole experience. You got tickets to a concert, yep. um, you got merch. It was it was bundled together and it was very well done. And people 
we're proud to because people want to support, yeah. but they just gotta have something good that they can support. Yeah, exactly. Like nobody wants to support something that's just trash. Yeah, that's what's up. And then so so then the next revenue stream comes via of YouTube. Yeah. So YouTube is something that we're still figuring out. <laughs> um, but I encourage any creative, <clears throat> any creative, anybody that's thinking about starting any, anything, you gotta get on YouTube. People yeah. don't fully understand the power of YouTube. We spoke we spoke about this before, but and that's just the thing. And we just be fully transparent. We didn't start on YouTube. Like, nah, we the first like seven three, episodes yeah, wasn't, on, wasn't on YouTube. People had to really convince us to get on YouTube. <laughs> like, why y'all not there? Why yeah, the, not first, there? the first seven episodes was just audio because it's like it's a lot more work. Yeah. You, you got to film it and you got to upload it. You got to edit it. It's, it's a whole process. But YouTube, YouTube is, is interesting because it's like YouTube also. The, all right. So the, the monetization for YouTube is you have to have a thousand watch hours. Yeah, so a thousand watch hours and four thousand subscribers? subscribers before so, you can monetize. Before you can monetize, so watch hours is like how many how many hours somebody had watched your video. Mm -hmm. So you need a thousand watch hours, and you need four thousand subscribers. And then you can start to monetize through right. YouTube Studio. And YouTube is another thing where it's like you know the first YouTube check that you'll see is like let's say like for us it was like a hundred. <laughs> we watched that. I mean, we watched that for like a hundred dollars. It was like one dollar a day. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like six months later, we was up to like four thousand yeah. on YouTube. So God willing, this time next year it will be four times that. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? But the good thing with YouTube is like once again, like the audio. Once a video is in YouTube, especially if it's like gets a lot of traction, it's there forever. Yep. So I was just telling like Alice Good Energy from Trucking episode thirty nine. Yeah, shout out to Alice. I'm like, man. yo, your video's gonna live forever because it has like fifty nine thousand views right now or whatever. But a year from now, somebody types in trucking. They're going to find that. They'll find that video, yeah. right? And then they watch it, and then we get paid. And the cool thing, and this is, I, I spoke about this on a social media episode that we did, is that a lot of times people, with, especially with like YouTube and things of that nature, numbers are not the most important thing. Mm. Numbers are not the most important thing. What I mean by that is that like our 40,000 subscribers that we have right now is probably more valuable than a lot of people that have a million, two million subscribers yeah. because our content, we get paid at a higher CPM. Yeah. What that means is that like our content is clean content, is business. And that's important. So companies, they love that to advertise, yeah. right? It's like the business is like the number one space for advertisers. So I was speaking to um, somebody who has a YouTube channel, but it's a rap show and they bring rappers on stuff like that, you know? So he was telling me his CPM for his show is like $3, right. $4. But he has like million um, subscribers. His videos get like 200,000 views, right? But he's not really making money because it's like $3 where <clears throat> we might get 10,000, 20,000 views per episode. We have 40,000 subscribers, which is way less than what he has, right? Right. But we're making more money because our CPMs could be $30, yeah. $25. Yeah, and, we've, and, that, and that's another thing that's beautiful about YouTube is that the CPM fluctuates. So like depending on the content, like a video like mobile homes, you could get maybe $45 uh, per CPM, which is per thousand. Or like Alex, right? You could be $47, whereas in the audio space, it's just pretty, it stays the same. pretty standard yeah. at $25. So like that's another beautiful thing about uh, YouTube is like it changes and depending on the content. And that's, that's key what you said too, is having clean content. Because if we had profanity-laced conversations, right, people wouldn't be putting money out to, to put on ads. And I think we ran into that one time where we had an, an episode. With Al Harrington. Yeah, 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 we, we talked about, about marijuana, which was a business podcast and it was a business lesson, but just the fact that we had marijuana in our title, 
it kind of changed. We, we, we didn't get paid for that we episode. Didn't get paid, right. That's something too for a lot of creators. Like I said, all of this stuff is just free information, free knowledge because these are things that we learned. We literally learned all this stuff on the fly. Right. So you know, if you're starting a YouTube channel, or if you're thinking about monetizing online, these are good, good things to know because we didn't notice. Like we didn't know that we put cannabis or marijuana in the title. Mm -hmm. That's a red flag for YouTube. The video went out. People saw it, but we didn't get paid on yeah, it. Yeah, we got that little yellow sticker. They're very big on that. They're yeah. very big on that industry. Um, they've shut down pages. Yeah, they shut down some big cannabis pages. <laughs> we ran like into somebody. Six hundred thousand yeah, yeah, yeah. um, subscribers, a million subscribers. They shut their pages down. Yeah. So it's just it's important to understand what you're doing because like you could just be doing something and not fully understand not really, what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. Not and it's it. like you got you built up a million, two million followers and subscribers, but now it's hard for you to monetize it. Where you see somebody with a hundred thousand, I said this on the social media. I, I know a girl who had a hundred thousand, a hundred and fifty thousand subscribers on Instagram that was getting paid fifteen thousand dollars for an Instagram post. Mm -hmm. Where we know a lot of Instagram models, <laughs> bartenders that have millions of followers that can't they they can't figure out how yeah. to make money because the only people that's going to advertise on their page is lingerie and just promoting parties spirits industry they're limited yeah right well even like a john henry john henry doesn't have that many followers he has like one hundred twenty thousand uh, followers killing he's making a killing killing he's making a killing because it's, it's clean he got a clean look it's you know what i mean it's just it's the clean. whole it's the whole package he's very he's very friendly to advertisers yeah, so to not to say that you have to be that i mean you could you could still make money but and just not know. Be, but just know that. Yeah. Just 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 be aware of it. Like yeah. now, I'm not telling you to to change your your whole platform and and to become something that you're not. Right. But just be aware of it. Yeah, you should be aware because that will be the reason why the monetization is a lot less. Yeah. Yeah. So just know it's good to know that. No, that's a fact. Um. So and then we also do live events now. Too. Yeah, man. So the live those are crazy. The live events is another way how um we're monetizing. But the thing, like I said, the thing about it is that we're always adding value, right? So. This is a business podcast. We're never going to apologize for making money. That's the whole point. Like we, we should never be ashamed to be entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. But as long as you're as long as you're creating value, that's the most important thing, right? So just from that, that's five different revenue streams mm -hmm. that we named off of the podcast, right? right? So now we don't have to we don't have to get five different jobs. We don't have to create five different businesses even though they are kind of separate of each other, but they're all under the mothership of yeah, Earn Your Leisure. They're all Earn Your Leisure. And they all hover under the podcast. The yeah. podcast is what leads everything, right? We know that. Yep. And that's important too. Never go away from what feeds you. Yeah. A lot of times people get successful in one thing and then they, they, they stop paying attention to that. Yeah. Like the podcast is always going to be high quality. We're always going to do our best with the podcast because we understand like the podcast is what got us to this point. Mm -hmm. But we can't stay limited to the podcast. Like right. if we did that, we'd be doing ourselves and yeah. our supporters a disservice because that's not what we preach. Like we, yeah. we preach to have no limit, yeah. to expand your horizon. So if we just stayed just doing a podcast, we wouldn't be a good example. It'd be tough. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like we got to set an example. Yeah. It's like, it's more than just like, we're just not getting up here just talking about it. We yeah. actually are implementing a real business. Yeah, and we got a few more. Like we have a few more, even, even in, like in the summer when we do our summer programming, that's another stream of, of income for us. Um, we have a couple things that we're going to announce in the top of 2020 that we, we're just continuing to build off of the mothership, all earn your leisure, but all things that help people. Um, so yeah, man, we got to keep creating and it, don't be surprised if you see like us doing trucking, like we, nah, you know we're going like, to get a truck. We're going to get a saying? truck. Like, we're we, gonna... we getting all this information. Yeah. So every time we hear something and we learn, it's like, yo, 
We should do that. Nah, it's a fact. You we haven't talked about so, our book. We we gotta oh, get we, we got that. we gotta get back to writing that book. Yeah. But we the book, um, that's another thing so that we're like that, we're, now. that we're looking to launch and um, we got the blueprint of the book from Ash Cash episode. Right. Uh, episode twenty six. So it's like a lot of times like when you listen to Earn Your Leisure, don't just listen and just be entertained it's or application, just, man. It's application. It's and application. like I said, like we're living proof. Like we're we're literally applying things that yeah. we, we are learning. You know like, what the best part is? Like not once did you say like I'm a financial advisor too. Like people forget that part. Like, yeah, so like, yeah, that you're a financial advisor, I'm a teacher, but these things that we're doing, like outside of that, that's like nine different streams yeah, right there. Yeah, you need to have like 10, 10 <laughs> different joints going because you never know. Yeah. You never know when something can dry up. Like, you know what I'm saying? You I've never know it. when something can dry up. So it's like, I've seen, seen it. it. I, and I learned that early on just from watching people that I grew up with, older people, and it's like, you get laid off from your job and you're screwed. Yeah. You had a bad month from your job and it's like, you, you damn near on the homeless line. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So now it's like we're, we're having multiple streams. It gives you a cushion. It gives you a buffer. And it's like, all right, well. You can feel it. You can feel the freedom. You, you feel less pressure, too. Yeah, you can feel the freedom of it. It's like, you know what? I'm not relying on anything. I have so many things that if this doesn't work, I got this. I got. It, you can feel the freedom. Like, I can feel it personally. It's like, yo, this is crazy. This is different. Like, this feels like 2019 doesn't feel like 2018. Right. It just feels different. It does. And um, so, yeah, so that's our, but that's our journey. Yeah. And not to say that you have to start a podcast, but it's like, that's something that fit in what we were doing. Yeah. And so it's like, what fits in what you're doing? Yeah, and and, and on Earning Leisure um, University, I broke down how you can earn income in education. Because a lot of times I have conversations with people in my profession, they're like, yo, how do you have time? How do you have time? And we, I went through like five or six different things, streams of income, just from being an educator. Like, it, it, you, things that you probably are overthinking that you can do. That don't require much time. Yeah. So, all right. So, yeah, that was that. And um, like I said, that was kind of the abbreviated version. The yeah. full the full version is on Earn Your Leisure University, where we kind of just dove into a lot of different things. Yeah. But I just wanted to just let people know that it's, it's, it's always something more. No mm -hmm. matter what you're doing, it's always something more. And when you're looking to start a business, see if that business is scalable. Like the podcast is scalable because we don't, it's very low inventory. That's another thing too. It's very low inventory. It can reach people from New York to Australia. Yeah. We're not limited geographically. And it provides us opportunities to create multiple different launching pads. That was the first question Derek Falcon asked me. He walked in when we did his interview. The first thing he sat down on my couch and was like, yo, how y'all gonna scale this? First thing he asked. I'm like, good question. And we went into a whole conversation. And we, still, and we, we come up with new ideas all yeah, the time every, how, we, how we can yeah. scale. So like I said, that's our blueprint. But what's your blueprint, yeah. right? Like if you are a restaurant owner, how do you scale that? How do you create multiple different streams? Derek mm -hmm. Falcon gave the blueprint for that. Right. But it's like, if you if you have a gym, how do you create multiple different streams off that gym? Right. Like even Alex, right? He has a trucking, but he makes more money off of his portal. <laughs> and now he has merch. Yeah, shout out and, to Good Energy you know, Merch. <laughs> so, it's a fact. It's a fact. so yeah, so that's that's the rundown. Multiple streams of income, people. It's, it's, it's not something that is optional at this point in time. It's mandatory. Yeah. And it's all about being creative and understanding how you can build different branches off of one tree. Yeah, that's a fact. So we're going to close it out with some um, education as far as investing and different things of that nature. It's going to be fun. All right. It's fun. <laughs> So, huh? <laughs> I said it's fun. Yeah, so we're gonna close it out. We're gonna close it out with um something that is easy for me. Yeah, because like I said, a lot of time people don't fully understand. Like, like everybody thinks do the podcast full time, but straight um, up, <laughs> I actually have a financial planning firm. Yeah, independent firm. Who was your first client? 
You were. Yeah, thank you. For sure. <laughs> wealth, wealth management firm. Um, so that's what I do, like, outside of this. Yeah. So that's why you don't sleep, yo. Yeah, that's a fact. Retire, <laughs> retirement planning, investing, things of that nature. So um, one thing that always gets people's attention when we talk about is um, the self-directed IRA. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about that because, you know, we talk about real estate a lot on this show. Yeah. And we bring on different real estate investors and things of that nature. And we always, you know, have to give people different options. So funding, when yeah. it comes to funding, that stops a lot of people from investing in real estate. So we, you know, talk about 203K loans mm-hmm. and hard money loans and conventional loans and things of that nature. Yep. But um, another way that people can can invest in real estate that not a lot of people are fully familiar with yeah. is um, via their retirement account. Because right? yeah. if you think about it, I spoke about this before, most for the average American, middle class, American, lower middle class, whatever, um, they don't have a tremendous amount of money saved yeah. in a savings account. They don't have a money. They might probably have no investment outside yeah. of like retirement. Like they don't have. I, I mean, I know people straight up that don't know what an IRA is. Well, yeah, that. But I'm just <laughs> saying, as far as the money that they have saved yeah. is in retirement. Mm-hmm. So it's not uncommon for a teacher to have a half a million dollars in their pension plan or yeah. their 403B plan by the time they retire or it's not it's not uncommon for somebody to work in corporate America for 20 years and to have $400,000 or even like 100000 in a couple of years like it adds up the good thing with 401ks is that the money is taken right out of your paycheck mm-hmm. so it's easy everybody knows about it like when you sign up for a job they do you they sign you up for it. and then you work like i said with a union job you have a pension people have money in retirement accounts long story short yeah and um that's the one place where a lot of people that's like their only source of like real yeah if you savings. ask somebody if they're saving they're like yeah i have a 401k yeah so what happens is that is that a lot of times what happens i see all the time is that people like they might leave their job or whatever and they want to buy a home and um, they have an old retirement account, like an old 401k. And what they do is that they cash it out because that's their only real money. Mm-hmm. They cash out their 401k and they use that for a down payment or they use that to buy a home. The problem with that is that now not only do you deplete your retirement account, but you get taxed. Crazy. Like if you take money out of a retirement account before 59 and a half um, for most retirement accounts, you pay a 10% penalty. Mm-hmm. You pay state tax and you pay federal tax. So you could be paying up to 50, 55% of the money in taxes, right? So that's that's a lot of money that's you, yeah. you're liable we, for. We had a tax issue in this house, man. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's important to understand that. So a lot of times people don't fully understand that you can actually use retirement money to actually purchase property, mm-hmm. right? So how you do that is via what's called a self-directed IRA. So before we go there, right, because this is important, what's the difference between an IRA and a self-directed IRA? So, all right, an IRA is what it stands for is the individual retirement account. Right. I think we spoke about this in another episode one time. But so IRA can be set up two different ways. You can set an IRA up just with money out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you can fund it every year. Like if you are self-employed or if your job doesn't have a 401k or if you make under a certain amount of money, you can just put money into an IRA every mm-hmm. year, right? Or you put like $6,000 into an IRA. There's a max on it? Um, yeah, for the year. Okay. Um, but... Now, what's very popular is what's called the IRA rollover. Okay. So when you what happens is that now you leave your job, right? And now you have an old 401k, an old um, pension plan, an old 403b, whatever, TDA, whatever. And you can roll that into an IRA, mm-hmm. right? So the reason why it's called a rollover is that it's going from one 
what's called tax qualified vehicles or another tax qualified vehicle. You're not paying any taxes on it for your retirement. Right. Only difference is that the 401k is set up by your job. The IRA is set up individually. Okay. You can set up, you know, with a bank or through a financial advisor or, you know, online. There's different ways to set it up, right? So most of the time when I, when people do IRA rollovers, they're rolling into what's called the traditional IRA. Okay. Traditional IRA is invested in, in more traditional investments. Like stocks? Stocks, mutual funds, um, things of that nature. Okay. Right? So it's invested like, in the stock market, yeah, in yeah, bonds, yeah. things of that nature, and it grows over the course of time. So if, let's say you had a job, you worked at AT&T for 15 years, you have $100,000 in a 401k. You left. You left. So now when you leave your job, the 401k is pretty much frozen in a sense. Not frozen where it's not growing. It's still growing relative to how many investments do. But you can't borrow from it. Right, mm-hmm. you can't add money to it. You you don't have any advice on it. You're not you're not working there anymore. And mm-hmm. A lot of times people move, and they don't update their address, so it becomes difficult to manage if you're not working there anymore. Mm-hmm. So this is why the rollover is so appealing because now you get to pick and choose your investments. You can add money to the IRA if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you can work with somebody that can help you out, like an advisor, things of that nature. Right. So that's 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 what the IRA is just taking control over the money. So now you have the, you have it in the IRA. All right. So now. As it's in the IRA, it can be invested in, like, let's say it's invested in mutual funds, right? right? Or an annuity or, or whatever. Those it's just the regular IRA. Traditional. Okay. So the money's invested. You're not paying any taxes on it as long as it stays in. Um, and it's just like how it would be with your 401k, except you, you're kind of picking and choosing investments for yourself. Okay. So it's that's the easy. So like, if I'm not picking it, then it would be a financial advisor or like I saw like a custodian? Most of the time... You, it, it's a tool like somebody that'll help you out with it. Okay. So whether that be a financial advisor, whether that be somebody at a bank, okay. um, credit union, or you know, usually or you could do it yourself too. If you go online, like you could fidelity. But a lot of time, people just don't feel comfortable doing things themselves, and they might want help. Mm-hmm. So somebody will help you out with it, gotcha. and they'll you know kind of guide you on like what makes sense. This this is a good investment, and this is the reason why things of that nature. So that's what most people do. Like probably like 95% of the people, they roll their money into a traditional IRA. Mm-hmm. But another option that you have is that you can roll it into what's called a self-directed IRA. So it's self, so traditional IRAs allows you to invest in traditional investments. Like, like I just said, the self-directed IRA allows you to invest in a broad range of different things. Yeah. Everything from Bitcoin <laughs> to commodities. There's a bunch of possibilities. All kinds of different stuff. And one of the things- I, I saw somebody said like you can invest in a horse holding Firm, like. Yeah, you can invest in all kinds of different things with a self-directed IRA. And one of the, one of the most popular things that people use self-directed IRAs for is real estate. Mm. So a self-directed IRA allows you to invest money in real estate, right? So what happens is that now you have $100,000, and instead of, like, if you don't roll it into a traditional IRA, you can roll it into a self-directed IRA. Mm-hmm. Now that self-directed IRA, you can buy a home, or mm. you can buy an apartment, or whatever, or use that money to, you know, buy different forms of real estate. And the money's not taxed because the whole point of the, keeping it within the IRA is that you avoid you're avoiding paying tax. Tax when you take it out, or tax when you take it out. When okay. you when you take receipt of it, we call taking receipt of the money, right? Yeah. So like when you take receipt of it, that's when the money goes to your bank account. Like when you physically receive it, as long as it's, it's under the umbrella of the IRA, you never actually have you don't have receipt of it. So 
you're not you're not paying any taxes on it. That's the benefit of rolling a 401k into an IRA and keeping it in the IRA. Mm-hmm. Right? You're not paying any taxes. Whenever you take money out, you're going to get taxed. If you take it out prematurely, you get a 10% penalty tax. But at any point in time, you take money out of an IRA or 401k, you pay a state and federal tax. The federal tax is what federal tax bracket you're in at that time, mm-hmm. and the state tax is depending on what state tax what state you're in. Gotcha. And it's treated like ordinary income. And you can borrow that at any time, but just know that there's going to be a penalty. Borrow what? You can borrow money from the IRA? You can't borrow money from the IRA. You, okay. can, you can take money once a year from the IRA, but it's a 60-day rule where you got to put the money back in. Oof. Okay, good to know. So so what happens is that um, with the self-directed IRA, right, now you can use, that money stays in the IRA, but you can buy real estate. Okay. So like let's say you used 100000 and you bought a home. You used all of it to buy a home for 100000 in cash, right? Yeah. So now that 100000 is pretty much like your retirement. So the 100000 grows to 200000 over the course of time. You're not paying any taxes as, as it's growing, mm-hmm. right? So you sell that home. Now you made a $100,000 profit, right? Now you put that back into the self-directed IRA. Now it's not taxable. Now you have $200,000. Now you can buy more real estate. Mm. Or you can invest something else, right? Okay. So it's another way to invest in real estate with your retirement account as opposed to investing um, with like a lot of times people think that they have to cash out their retirement to invest in real estate because most IRAs will not allow you to invest in real estate. It's not a self-directed IRA. All right, so what's the process of setting up an IRA? Because you're doing it yourself, I'm assuming, right? Self-directed. Self-directed IRA, yeah. So the process to set up, all right, the process to set up an IRA, period. This is the process to set up an IRA. Um, you do an application mm-hmm. for the IRA company, right? So now that that sets up your IRA account. Like, let's say you set up an IRA with Franklin Templeton, right? You're doing a, a application with Franklin Templeton, and you're setting up an IRA, right? Mm-hmm. Now you have an IRA number. Let's say it's 13570. That's your IRA number. You have an account, all of that stuff set up. Mm-hmm. But it's not funded yet. Okay. So what happens is that now you have to do a conference call with the 401k company. That's usually the easiest way. You do a conference call. And usually, like, you do it with your advisor if you're working with an advisor. And like most companies nowadays, like Fidelity, they'll do it over the phone where they can initiate the transfer over the phone. So you say, okay, I, I have an IRA. I want to roll my old 401k into an IRA. And they ask you like, who's the check made out to? You'll say like Franklin for John Doe, for, um, Franklin Templeton for a benefit of John Doe, mm-hmm. right? And they say like, what's the address? Some most A lot of times they'll send it directly to your house or sometimes they'll send it to the company. Um, but they'll cut the check. They'll do it over the phone. They'll cut the check. And then you deposit that into your IRA account. Now your IRA is funded, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes some companies have paperwork where they have like their own paperwork and you fill out the paperwork, you send it back to the company and then they send the check. So it depends. Either they do it with a phone or they do paperwork. But that's how you set the IRA up. It's very simple to set the IRA up. It's okay. two, a two-part process. You have an application and then you contact the company and you tell the company where to send the money to pretty much. That's how you set the IRA up. So when the self-directed IRA, it's the same process. It's just that there's less companies there's like mostly trust companies that do this so like with an ira there's a bunch yeah. of hundreds probably a thousand companies that you can do ira with it's very very common traditional ira mm-hmm. everything from insurance companies to investment companies to banks credit unions you can set up an ira with pretty much any financial institution you can set a, a traditional ira up with, right. right but there's a limited amount of companies that do um self-directed iras Why right? is that? 
Well, it's just it's just less, you know. I guess it's just it's. I might be. I'm not really sure, but it probably I'm sure is is more involved. This, this, I mean, when I'm I'm listening to it, it sounds like this is like one of them things. Like this is strictly for live men. Like this is not something that the average person. Well, well, we're gonna we're gonna get to that. Okay. We're gonna get to that. The pros and cons because there's cons like everything in yeah. life. But like just a few companies. And I'm not endorsing any companies because I don't work with. I don't set up self directed IRAs for people. Right. But just to kind of give you like, if you Google self directed IRAs, there's a lot of companies that'll come up. Yeah. So like, um, Equity Trust, Gold Star Trust, Intrust Group. Those are different companies. But like I said, you could just Google and do your own research. Yeah. Um, not to give those companies like any. Endorsement, but that's just they ain't cut a check. That's just yeah, that's yeah. that's just that's just a couple of a company's names. Well, when, when would be a good time to consider doing a self-directed? So before we even get to that, so okay. how you set up the self-directed IRA is that you um you go online, yeah. right? Or you contact them and um, you set it up with them, and you they'll walk you through the process of like who the check needs to be made out to. You're they'll give you an account number and all of that. So it's the same thing I just explained, but you have to do it yourself, okay. as opposed to like a lot of times with the IRA. You have help because an advisor will help you out. Somebody with sitting it. there with you. Yeah, most of the time, but in this process, you're gonna have to like kind of navigate this yourself. So of course, you want to be properly educated. Yeah, man. You want to do your research, but um, the, the 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 thing with the show is just to provide information. It's not to say to do one thing or another. Yeah. But it's just to provide information. So, um, th- there's some drawbacks with the IRA, with self-directed IRA because the thing with the self-directed IRA, like if you have a regular IRA, right? Now the money's invested in the stock market. You don't really have to do anything. Like, I mean, you can just monitor it and make sure you're in a good fund or a good investment, but it's not gonna cost you like money, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you buy a real estate property, if you buy a home, right? Now you buy that home for a hundred thousand dollars. But you just it's not like you just let that go because now the boiler might break, mm-hmm. right? So now you gotta pay money to fix, fix the boiler. It. Right, right, right. Or the the house might need to be painted. Now you gotta pay money to fix. There's upkeep in a house. No yeah. matter what, there's still upkeep. You gotta cut the grass. There's yeah. always gonna be something. So it's gonna cost you money. Exactly. It's, it's important for people to understand that. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, buying a house is gonna cost you money. <laughs> Tell me. No, about. no. Without in, like, there's no way around it. Yeah. So when you have your retirement account tied into that, a lot of times people, you know, you're not investing your 401k into an IRA, a regular IRA with the expectation that you're gonna have to pay $5,000 a year just to keep up that IRA. Mm-hmm. There's fees involved with an IRA, but that's taken out of the amount. It's not like you're coming out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. With a house is different, right? Yeah. Also, a lot of times people buy homes, and the, the, the especially with investment properties, they're doing that to actually have income. So they, they buy a home and they wanna have income come from that, right, to like support their lifestyle. Yeah. But any money that you generate from the self-directed IRA property has to go back into the self-directed IRA. If it doesn't, then you get taxed on it. Mm. So that's also important for people to understand. It's, it's more of a long-term play. Yeah. So like I said- that, So that's not, inclu- like obviously your primary residence, I'm assuming. Primary like, residence what? When you're investing in the real estate or could it be- No, nah, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be your primary rent- residence. Okay. It could be a rental. It could be a primary. Um, it could be different different things, but it's just a, like all things in life. You want to put together a game plan, right? right? You want to put together a game plan. You want to be fully knowledgeable, but um, like I said, the whole point of the podcast is just to give information. Yeah, I'm learning right now. <laughs> and, then, and then from the information, then you can decipher and say, okay, this makes sense. But a lot of times, we're forced into doing things because we just we, we don't know. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> for most people, the self directed IRA probably wouldn't be the best fit because there's more work involved. Everything that I just named, but in some cases, it could potentially make sense. So, just wanted to let people. I spoke about that in a few different um, settings. Yeah. 
like live settings and it's always get it always gets a good reaction so i wanted to cover that in a podcast and i, I knew that you know today obviously that we didn't have a guest so i thought it would be a good a good time to actually cover that topic so well, we talk about real estate so much Rashad, I, I want to thank you for coming, man. This was yeah. uh, <laughs> this is this has been a learning experience. Like just when you think you know somebody, that's a fact. <laughs> Follow me on the gram. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.